Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Our Big Show. This is Ars and Jerry, and we are moving and chugging along into the middle and the heart of the Big Ten season, into the middle of the season for Rutgers football, and we are almost near the end of October as Rutgers will travel out to Wisconsin this weekend on Halloween to play at the Wisconsin Badgers. Uh, Rutgers over the years have had some exciting Halloween games, so don't count out the Scarlet Knights as they go out to play the Badgers. Uh, At the top of my head, I remember uh, a day, and not to date myself, but back in uh, 1992, I was... uh, freshman at Rutgers back then, and a, one of the more exciting games probably uh, ever was a, a Scarlet Knight victory, 50-49, uh, to 49, I believe it was, a score over uh, uh, the Virginia Hokies at home, and it was a game where uh, many left early. It was an exciting, uh, uh, a big lead by Virginia Tech, and the Scarlet Knights ended up coming back and winning that. And, and, and also a very interesting program, uh, story in the program of Rutgers. Uh, if anyone has a chance and is not aware of the story, go back and read a little bit about it because uh, at that year, Rutgers actually was doing well and had a chance um, to make a bowl. And for those who don't know, they didn't make any bowls for quite some time. And the um, loss, uh, sorry, the win kept them alive and, and eventually they lost a tight one to Cincinnati, which kept them at 7-4 and four instead of 8-3. Mm-hmm. and three. At 8-3, and three, they would have made a bowl game. But uh, I always point to that game as kind of a different uh, and also the fortunes because Rutgers never beat Virginia Tech again, and both those two programs went into opposite directions from that point. And, of course, you know uh, the success that Virginia Tech had. So, And then another uh, exciting Halloween game was uh, a couple years ago when um, – Tom Savage uh, hit uh, uh, Tim Brown on, I don't know how many yards it was, but a long touchdown run uh, basically at the end of the game against um, uh, Connecticut in a game that Rutgers was also losing uh, for most of the game, and it was a big victory. So so, uh, keeping those things, keeping them positive, we talked about this because uh, this part of the season was going to be tough. Uh, Rutgers pretty much uh, went out. Uh, and, you know, laid the egg, and we were hoping for a better matchup, a better game against Ohio State. I mean, Ohio State came out looking strong, and it was it was a tough game to swallow. And, you know, we, you would have hoped that, you know, hopefully they would have scored them perhaps the first drive and had a little bit of, you know, more energy created by taking a lead in the crowd. And But, uh, you know, it was, it was total domination by the Buckeyes and, uh, you know, Obviously, the Scarlet Knights were lucky to to, uh, to score on that one. So, uh, moving along, you know, Wisconsin, Michigan, Nebraska. So this is that hard of the schedule we talked about. So uh, they have to stay up, stay strong, get back up, and bounce out, and hopefully steal one of these next three games. Without a doubt, they have to steal one of these next three games at three and four, win Army, and win against Maryland. You know, that's to make a bowl game for this season. So that's pretty much where we are. But before we start talking Wisconsin, and, of course, before we uh, talk a little bit of Big Ten, I want to welcome back to the show uh, uh, Shannon from uh, the Minnesota and Gray.com. Shannon, of course, made the trip out to Piscataway for his first visit to Rutgers Stadium. I wanted to get him back on the show and 
you can give us uh, your perspective of, of visiting uh, New Jersey and visiting uh, Scholar Nation for the first time. Hey, Jerry, thanks for having me on the show again. Um, everything was pretty good about coming out there, except for having to go through PA and somebody stealing my magnet off my car. Apparently, they didn't like uh, an Ohio State uh, car parked in a Rutgers parking lot. <laughs> well, it could have been a, it could have been a, an Ohio State fan taking it. Now, this was uh, in the parking lot or, or, or in Pennsylvania. No, this is in the parking lot after we. Oh, okay. After we came out for the game, it was gone. So, you know, if they wanted a souvenir, that's fine. Remember, you know what happened. That's all. It's all good. <laughs> well, it's 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 kind of a pastime. Uh, we would, you know, over the years, the the R stickers you probably saw a lot of them were there was time they're really difficult to uh, to get. And I always made a, a purpose of uh, getting a few extra in the beginning of the season. And you know, somebody wanted to take them. I, I look at it as hey. You know, I was I was making a new fan, and they put them back on one of their cars. So uh, I'm not surprised to there see that go. happen because probably Ohio State. So yeah, unfortunately, like you said, <laughs> you probably have to drive through Route 80 and through Penn State land uh, to get over here. But uh, uh, it sounds like you you enjoyed the trip. Now let me ask you. Uh, you know, unfortunately for us fans, it it, it you know wasn't. You know, it was seven nothing after the first, but it, you know you had the feel of that it wasn't. Um, going to be that type of night in terms of like uh, the kind of game we had a couple weeks ago against Michigan State. But, uh, you know, what was your feeling, you know, early on of the energy and the crowd and, and you know, coming out there? You know, I I was kind of amazed and shocked a little bit. I know you and I talked about it at the game that not the at the very kickoff that the stands weren't full. Um, I enjoyed the company of everybody that was there. It was a great atmosphere. I mean, we did a lot of natural, you know, fun ribbing with each other. But all in all, everybody, you know, was great. And I had an excellent time. Definitely recommend going, you know, back. And I hopefully will be coming back out there. But tailgating and everything was just, it was a really great uh, atmosphere. You guys really did a great job. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, yes, uh, (laughs) we talk about that here, uh, you know, amongst the fans a lot that, uh, uh, we would think the problem will be solved about everybody in the seats for an eight o'clock game, but you know, I guess when the drinks get flowing and the happy fun start happening, uh, it, it's you know, <laughs> they've done little things. They blow the horn. They try to do it, and uh, it, it, uh, it, it's getting better. But uh, it, it's definitely not the traditions that you see in terms of everyone getting their seat, you know, a half hour before or even an hour before. Uh, uh, you know, I'll say this: I've been, I'm trying to make the rounds too, and when we went to the Penn State game for an 8 o'clock game, and I was amazed by 7.30 that, you know, everybody was in the seats, and, and they put on a great show. So, you know, a lot of that is there, and it's definitely an event-driven area where attention spans can get uh, lost or everything. And, uh, but, you know, it, it, I think for most of the people that I heard it, you know, been out there and everyone had a good experience. And I personally enjoy the fact that, uh, you know, just, you know, there's – crowds being brought in on both and, and the visiting fans and I think most of all the Ohio State people I've met were respectful and, and, and just enjoying and having a good time and uh, I think appreciative of, of the kind of atmosphere that they were in so uh, I'm glad that you know, you know it was a good experience and unfortunately you had a little bit too much fun at the game <laughs> Well I do I, one thing I did take away from the game and it kind of 
I was looking at it from the fact of there was a bunch of recruits there from, uh, I believe, I heard you talking about on your show and stuff, especially being a night game with the atmosphere, you're trying to bring in recruits and stuff. Everybody, not everybody, but a good majority of the crowd started vacating after the first score in the second half. And by the end of the third quarter, it was pretty much all Ohio State fans in there. That's not going to look good to recruits for you guys, and it's not going to help you guys get good recruits, and they're not going to want to come play for you if people are going to be abandoning the stands like that. I just I thought it was kind of – I mean, I understand, you know, there wasn't probably a chance to catch him back up or anything, but it's kind of one goes with the other, if that makes any sense. Uh, I think it, I think you're right. I mean, I think um, that is probably – it's definitely a topic of conversation. I'm glad you bring that up because, um, you know, it's chicken and the egg type of situation. I think uh, – you know, Rutgers fans probably, you know, as, as, even though it seems like they're, this is new, but really going back to 2006 is already now 10th season. And that was a big discussion early on about believing early and acting big time and this and that. Unfortunately, though, it's tough because I think also the recruits here have that same mentality as far as New York and Jersey. And, and it's the, you know, while you're right, where you go to a, a game, you know, Nebraska, Penn State, or Arkansas, certain places where it's just all football and you're going to stay there from beginning to end and that that's it. Uh, it's also, you know, let's say Rutgers played a great game and it was, you know, they've lost uh, 31 to 24 or, you know, like Michigan State. Uh, it's not like that was going to switch over any recruits right then and there. So it's a tough, it's a tough thing. You're right. Uh, it, it's the nature of the beast of the the area, uh, you know, where you know it's hard to keep the attention and people kind of have other things and they move along. And uh, but you're right. I mean, it's 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 a tough one. So um, certainly, probably not something that looks great in the, in the eyes of the fans of the recruits that have the options and choices, but. Uh, still, to me, the hard sell is just making sure that these kids understand that if they come, the game won't be like that, and that's really where the hard sell is. But, uh, you know, I appreciate, though, that you, you, you had a good time and uh, came out. And before I get you, uh, you know, going, I want to ask you, so in terms of what you saw out of Ohio State, uh, you know, obviously Barrett had a great game, looked good. Uh, you know, it was pretty much for the most part a 49 nothing game until you know, the last seconds. Uh, what was your feeling with Ohio State, and you feel that they clicked enough that they can get this thing going now? I think, in all honesty, the rest of the NCAA just shuddered after what happened Saturday. Now, there's a couple things that I noticed. One, the way Ohio State was maybe not so much in the first quarter, but they started executing, getting everything going. But at the same time, I think, in all honesty, that Kyle Flood was going away from the game plan before the before the game even got out of hand. And I think he could have had more control in that game, and it helped Ohio State a lot. So I think that the execution that Ohio State was doing, what Kyle Flood did, it really, you know, the biggest thing was, Unfortunately, because for some reason in today's college football, you need to have style points. You got the college football uh, um, rankings getting ready to come out, you know, by the committee for the first time. I think November fourth. So you had to put some, you know, some kind of big score up in order to do some kind of impression, in order to make sure you're in the top four still. 
So, I mean, it's the move of JT going back, him taking over the team, it's not really so much, you know, who's a better quarterback, but JT is a better leader, and he showed that, and I think it's starting to transfer over to the defense. And with five or four games left in the regular season, I think it's there's a good possibility it's going to get real ugly real fast. Yeah, I mean, and we talked about it. Obviously, the big game still wrapped in Michigan State and, uh, and Ohio State. Uh, the other games, you know, really not much of a challenge. And, uh, you know, good point. I mean, I think um, we're getting to this about looking sexy and putting together the poll. Now, obviously, being the national champion, I think they, they don't have that same issue and like they had last year. Being uh, They'll stay in the top five, and they'll, they'll pretty much hold their own. But, uh, you know, you're – the games that are not Michigan State and the games that are not Michigan definitely pollsters are going to be looking to see how they how how well and how nice uh, you know these scores look. So that is uh, I guess a little bit frustrating from that perspective, but uh, he got off to the right right foot. Now this week uh, you know not really any huge marquee games uh, you know, in terms of game matchups. Uh, maybe Michigan going out to Minnesota. Minnesota is a tough team. It could be very emotional with. Uh, uh, Coach Jerry, Jerry Kill, you know, with the issues he's had retiring. Uh, but for the most part, you know, Maryland's at Iowa, Rutgers at Wisconsin, Nebraska, Purdue, Illinois, Penn State, nothing shattered. I probably will say, I think that Minnesota, Michigan at Minnesota game is, is probably the, the most competitive, uh, potential competitive, especially, you know, like I said, around the emotion of, of the coach. Uh, uh, any, anything you looking forward to this weekend around the Big Ten? Ironically, um, I'm just looking back, looking to sit back, relax, and enjoy some games. Just you know, it's a bye week for the Buckeyes, so instead of just so much of any kind of scouting or anything like that, it's just more of a finally a weekend to actually just enjoy college football for a change. If that makes any sense, I know you know what you do and what we do is we get more in depth with a lot of stuff, but it's just nice to once in a while take a day off and relax and watch and enjoy it. Uh, as far as the Minnesota-Michigan game, I don't see for any reason why, unfortunately, the maize and blue doesn't walk out of there, even with what's going on, because unfortunately it seems like the Gophers just don't have any offensive firepower. The Rutgers-Wisconsin game is going to be interesting, especially since Wisconsin's lost their starting center. I just, I'm hoping, and I could be wrong it seemed like Rutgers didn't come out with any kind of heart or fire very much against Ohio State, and I'm hoping that it's going to be there against Wisconsin. So, I mean, those are pretty much two of the games that I'm actually looking forward to just because of the storylines, the connection with uh, Rutgers as far as being, you know, there this past weekend and just they got part, you know, it's like I was telling you for last year, it's just Rutgers has, you know, feels like a part of me. And you know, kind of welcome welcome them into the Big Ten a lot more than welcoming uh, Maryland in. Yeah, it's good. I, I mean, uh, I think you know a lot of it. They, they still getting in this type of atmosphere a little bit. Uh, you know, I think a lot of it went out of it early. With they had the opportunity to score quickly, and uh, you know, you get caught up in the moment and just you know, it's, you know, I just uh, Ohio State obviously. You know they're not going to stop scoring. You got to be able to match them and put some points on. Uh, Wisconsin, though, is a different animal. I mean, a, you know, not at the same obviously offensively, but 
defensively, you know, just a big team on both sides of the ball, uh, you know, really be a physical game. And uh, you, you really you really got to stay tough in these games. So uh, we'll see with these. Now, nationally, I mean, I think, uh, you, you know, as you mentioned with uh, some interesting games with national indications, like, you know, West Virginia going into TCU, obviously West Virginia not having the type of season that's had in the past, uh, but really, uh, you know, style points looking for some of these teams, you you tend to wonder, like, uh, you know, a team like Iowa at this point in 7-0, you know, number 10, I mean, are they starting to think national championship out there? You know, getting themselves into the top four themselves. I'm sure they are. Anybody who's undefeated right now is hoping to be in that spot. And, you know, the biggest thing is just trying to move up to get to it because I think it was last year, Ohio State, you know, this time of year might have been in the teens as far as their ranking. So I'm, all you can do is control, you know, your destiny and everything. That's the biggest thing. But I think I was probably their biggest goal right now is to make sure that they get into the Big Ten championship game. And if they get in there, it's, they're going to be either playing Michigan State, Ohio State, or Michigan. So it's going to it's going to be an interesting final month of the season. It's going to be a lot of fun. Well, Sam, I appreciate you coming on the show, and uh, you know, we'll definitely stay in touch again. And maybe uh, uh, you know, just do you know, kind of a follow up uh, after one of the big games against Michigan State and uh, Ohio State. We'll, we'll chat again in the future. Oh, sounds great. Always enjoy talking with you. Thanks for having me on. All right. Thanks, Ed. And I appreciate that we've uh, got an opportunity to meet a, a podcaster that you know, comes on and we do these shows and we chat. And uh, Shannon was able to come and uh, enjoy uh, Rutgers and Rutgers Stadium, uh, like I said, a little bit too well. Hopefully, over the years, the games get a little bit closer and uh, you know, <laughs> more competitive in terms of uh, Ohio State and, and, and Rutgers. Uh, but, um, but, you know, going back to it, I mean, I think there's not a lot you can take out of it. I, you know, defensively, really, the Scott Knights are going to be outmatched uh, until they shape up uh, the situation they have, just if I, you know, especially at the defensive back, uh, you know, get some more size in the defensive line. And, and then, obviously, offensively, you really have to execute. It certainly hurt that Kalu is not 100%. Uh, you know, clearly, you know, even on the first drive, he so caught the pass, limped off. Uh, and, and a little bit too much to ask for for Labiano in this type of game, but uh, you know this turnaround against uh, Wisconsin last year, uh, you know what was the final thirty nothing was it was a very very other game, and and part of that was uh, Gary Noble was banged up and. Rutgers was not able to run the ball as effectively as it wanted to. So we go back, and you really have the same scenario uh, where the Scarlet Knights are going to need to, again, run the ball and get the play action going. Uh, if you don't, then you have yourself uh, the same type of situation when you're trying to play field position with a team that also is, is very physical and coming at you like, like the Badgers will uh, and wearing you down. And, uh, again, uh, we go back to last year, game against Wisconsin where Wisconsin's offense was struggling early on and, and Rutgers was getting into this, you know, punting the ball and uh, a lot of playing field position. But you need to be able to also be aggressive and, and, and take your opportunities when you can. It's going to be uh, a tough situation again on the road, uh, but 
not that Rutgers was overly conservative this weekend, but there was some periods called. I mean, I, I, I take to the second quarter where there was a third and two and it kind of went into shotgun uh, at a part of a field where you can possibly even think of going for it on, on, on fourth down. So to me, on third and two, where you're potentially thinking on fourth down, Rutgers' strength is to play the run and you're going to play action out of that or run a route off of Carew. The last thing of the third or the fourth or fifth, six options, putting a shotgun on third and two. So uh, you really got to get yourself into the proper play calling and, uh, you know, in order to have an opportunity there. Well, listen, you know, one thing as we head in to uh, the portion of the show where I welcome um, today, we're going to have a guest from the Madtown uh, Badgers.com site and chat a little bit with Andy, who's been on the show before. Uh, but I always, as I said, look forward to getting new, new blood, new people on the show who represent Rutgers football. And, you know, a lot of us always complain that, that, that the current hometown coverage of and, you know, NJ.com, forming the Star Ledger, is not favorable. And, and it is true. You know, they, there's a lot of negativity that's out there. So I try to promote as many other sites and, and helpful, you know, whether it's uh, ScarletNation.com of the Rivals Network, uh, Scarlet Report of, 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 uh, of the Scout Network. Uh, I know there's 247 out there. Uh, uh, there's guys out there. And, of course, uh, a friend here also, Rutgers, is Double uh, G Sports. Uh, and I want to welcome to the show the first time uh, Chris, who uh, heads up uh, the Rutgers football uh, out there. Chris, welcome to the show. Hi, Terry. Thanks for having me on. Great, man. Thanks for coming on. Uh, you know, you know, mentioned that this is a uh, crucial point of the season for the Scarlet Knights, obviously three and four. Uh, we already know at the end of the season they, they have Army, they have Maryland. Those games are absolutely necessary to win. That still puts you at five. So so right now Rutgers needs to steal one of these next three against uh, traditional powers, Wisconsin, Michigan, and, and Nebraska. Uh, you know, Nebraska's obviously home, has, has five losses. Uh, that may be, quote-unquote, the easier one. Uh, but you know, if there's you, you take one where you can get one. Let me ask you: Do you think, uh, based off of what you saw last week and how the team also was playing before that, is there anything that would give an opportunity uh, to to actually uh, have some optimism going into this game? Um, yeah, I mean, I think Rutgers always had a shot going into any game. Um, you see, you saw the game against Michigan State a few weeks ago, they played tough the entire game. Um, you know, just like Ohio State, though, Wisconsin has, you know, one of the best defenses in the country. And, um, you know, Kyle Flood said that they have three main guys that run the show. And I don't know, if Rutgers can run the ball early, we'll create more passing lanes. And, you know, hopefully Rutgers will be able to come out on top. But, you know, like you talked about earlier, um, you know, that Rutgers and Wisconsin, no, Wisconsin has, like, a major size advantage, and, you know, that's what Rutgers is trying to strive for in the years to come. Now, in terms of uh, some of the strategic, uh, you know, it's pretty simple, I think, always when you talk talking about what Rutgers need to do, they need to run, you need to play in, in, in the uh, play action and, and get it going up. You know, last week was a tough situation for for Laviano, obviously coming in from behind. Uh, in, in this game, do you think uh, you know you see 
uh, you know, more of a grinded out type of offense and, and, and him returning to more of the, the rollout, play action, game manager type of uh, role that you know, he's doing, uh, you know, against like Michigan State? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, Wisconsin, I think they're going to just pound the ball and control the clock. So, you know, Rutgers has to, you know, have a little bit more hurry up, I assume, this week. Because, you know, if Rutgers finds themselves down, like, they'll have no choice. They'll have, they'll have to abandon the running game. So, you know, I think that they need to move the pocket and, you know, have the rollouts, like you said, and work off play action. And, you know, hopefully Drew will be able to, you know, is healed up and he'll be able to, you know, be him, be himself and, and dominate now, uh, you know, from, from you know, following the team, uh, you mentioned Carew. Obviously, Carew's a little bit banged up. Uh, uh, you know, it's still a deep receiving core. You know, who who are some of the players that, you know, you, you would like to see that, that perhaps maybe get more involved with Carew out, you know, in terms of those wide receivers? Definitely. Um, <clears throat> Carlton Agadosi has stepped in. Um, he's big target, 6'6", 220. You know, when Crew doesn't play, he plays. So, you know, he had a big 50-something yard uh, catch last week um, against Indiana. He had a few catches against um, Michigan State. He had a few catches. You know, he's he's turned it on in scrimmages during the summer and the spring. So um, Rutgers is really looking forward to him contributing more. Um, the same goes with Andre Patton, who had his first touchdown catch last week. Um, late in the fourth quarter from Hayden Reddick. Um, Janarian Grant is a speedster, you know. Um, he comes off the edge on sweeps, on on, on jet sweeps. Um, he works in the slot, um, takes short passes, and can use his speed, obviously. He's a punt returner, kick returner. Um, I believe John Simis is out again, and um, they still have walk-on Vance Matthews um, waiting in the wings as well. Yeah, and we've also heard a lot of good things about uh, Dewan Harris. Uh, uh, so it would be interesting to see. You know, this is kind of the time of the season where you start to sometimes see players, uh, whether they're true freshmen or redshirt freshmen, so you start to sneak onto the field and potentially uh, do new things. Uh, but I think, as you mentioned, Agadosi is definitely um, the player that uh, it, it, it would be most likely to emerge, um, you know, playing for Leonardo Carew, but it'll be interesting to see if they could also if Carew is playing, if they can find ways to to get him involved as well. Uh, which definitely. Would be now, it, you know, uh, defensively, uh, any players uh, you like, uh, you know, have to look out for in in these games. Uh, you know, particularly heading into the second part of the season. Um. Yeah. I I particularly have. Like, I particularly like to see Sebastian Joseph. He just plays a, a nose tackle. Um, it's He doesn't play a position that racks up the stats, but, you know, he plays the type of gritty position that takes on double teams. And, you know, if he's able to clog the hole, you know, obviously guys like Steve Longo, Quan Lewis, the linebackers, Clinton Gauze can, can get to the run backs and tackle them for a loss. And, you know, um, another guy is Blasson Austin in the corner. Um, he was he's, he's a little banged up. He didn't play last week. He's questionable again this week. 
But um, you know, he's a he's a nice long corner, just like his counterpart Isaiah Wharton. And um, uh, lastly, um, you know, any of the three running backs, you know, any day Josh Jacobs, Robert Martin, and Paul James can explode and you know get over a hundred yards on a few carries. Um, you know, it's up to the offensive line to create the holes and. But the running backs have done a pretty good job so far this season, and they've gone and stuck to a rotation. Paul James starts, Josh Hicks comes in second, Robert Martin comes in third, and you see, and you've seen each and Paul James, Rob Martin, and Josh Hicks have good games throughout the year. So it'd be interesting to see those guys, Sebastian Joseph and Buffon Austin, emerge more in the second half of the season. Yeah, and it's you know it's a good point you mentioned about the uh, the running game and and you know Rutgers continues to to, to be be uh, diligent and um, I guess I should say more uh, uh, not so much diligent but, but really sticking to its guns in the sense of of, of not overrunning you know, the temptation to to play James a lot too much and uh, you know right now you know heading into the eighth game of the season to have all of them healthy. I think you know definitely could see why they've been spelling them so often. So uh, you know that part of it has definitely been working out uh, for for uh, uh, what Rutgers wants to do in terms of keeping them all healthy uh, heading into the second part of the season. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, as you, I'm sure a lot of people know, Paul James had um, ACL surgery, and you know the big thing was getting him healthy, and you know. Uh, Kyle Flood said, head coach Kyle Flood said, you know, Paul James is going to still start because he's a senior. And, um, you know, he deserves the carries. He's he's done well when he's in there. Um, sometimes the rotation, you know, it kills the back's momentum. But, you know, Kyle, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Flood said that, you know, he'll give the, a running back who has a high hand a chance to, you know, get more carries throughout the game like you saw with Martin against Indiana. Um, Paul James, you know, had a big run, and then he only saw one more carry after that for two yards, and that was it. So, um, you know, it's great that all the backs are healthy. They even have Justin Goodwin on third down. Um, he's a valuable pass catcher and pass protector. Um, but the main thing is getting the running backs healthy because last year you saw a bunch of running backs get hurt. You know, Good, Goodwin got hurt. Peoples is hurt. You know, Peoples is actually um, still out this year. And they were forced to go to Hicks and Martin last year as true freshmen. And, you know, fuckers discovered, you know, gems. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of mouths to feed this year. But, you know, so far it's been it's been working out and they've stayed healthy. That's true. That's true. And, uh, yeah, again, this is where this kind of separates these teams, the good teams uh, from the rest, is like having this depth uh, to, to – uh, deal with this kind of grueling part of the season. So, um, you know, definitely Rutgers has that depth, I think, you know, at the uh, on the offensive side of the ball, you know, the running game, uh, you know, obviously Leontic, who is obviously, you know, really not irreplaceable, but he is uh, in certain ways. Uh, but, you know, defensively, especially when you're playing a team of the size of Wisconsin, you know, getting these guys rotating and getting everybody in and on both sides of the ball important. Well, Chris, I, I, I welcome. Glad you um, we got you finally got connected and you're able to come on the show. 
you know, any other thoughts, um, you know, with this game uh, or really this season, how it's been playing out before uh, you head off? Um, yeah, um, I think that these next two games in particular against Wisconsin and Michigan are huge games for, you know, Rutgers' potential bowl eligibility. Um, if they lose both of these games, then they'll be forced to win the last three games, you know, against Nebraska, Army, and Maryland. So, you know, getting these, getting a win out of, Mich- of Wisconsin and Michigan, you know, it's easier said than done. They both have stout defenses, and, you know, this week the main thing is getting healthy and staying competitive and not letting the hostile a- atmosphere get to them and, you know, just play with nothing to lose. That's how I feel. Definitely. Well, Chris, thanks again for coming on our show. Look forward uh, to having you on in the future. Of course, yeah. Thanks, Jerry. Thanks for having me on. All right. Again, that's uh, Chris uh, from Double G Sports. Uh, you can check him out on Twitter uh, as well. And um, you know, it's you know, it's a big point you know, mentioned talking about. You know, obviously, it's one of those things that sounds like it makes sense. Like, obviously, you got to win. You know, if you don't win one of these next two, then you're looking to win three in a row. And and uh, you know, that that's that's the hard. Uh, you know, it's it's not just because of the fact that you're looking to win three in a row. It's just what else happens. You know, this team is three and four right now. They drop the next one. They're three and five. Then they're three and six. And 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 it's just the snowball mentality of how things can get negative around here very quickly. Uh, people start talking about new coaches, and you start, you know, recruits are, you know, uh, it's funny that Shannon was talking about the recruits and people leaving early, and uh, I think that enough that that doesn't even pale into comparison around the negativity that you have when uh, it's almost become self-fulfilling prophecy because if Rutgers loses another game or two, uh, every reporter starts asking these kids, uh, you know, hey, are you looking elsewhere? Are you going to go to Rutgers? Uh, and I think at some point it all flows, you know, sets in their mind, well, uh, you know, maybe I should go look for somewhere else. So uh, I always say the difference between wins and losses is so big that, uh, you know, if they fall too much in the hole, uh, it certainly, you know, becomes a bigger and bigger task uh, going, you know, three games in a row when uh, your your record is uh, – you know, three and four, three and five, three and six. So it becomes a much tougher task, uh, you know, going through this. So you know, Rutgers, tough game this weekend, uh, going out into the uh, into Wisconsin, um, and then it's obviously Michigan. But if they want to continue to to show progress in conference. Uh, it would be nice to steal one of these games and. Uh, uh, yeah, to get themselves back into it. But it will be Rutgers' first um, trip out, out to Wisconsin, so a, a totally new atmosphere for the Scarlet Knights and they, uh, uh, for the fans that have been making that trip. should be an exciting place. Uh, I hope to get out there. It's not the, one of one uh, the trips that I circled of, of this year, but the good thing about it, um, we'll be out there soon. Now, Wisconsin and Nebraska are in the in the uh, West division, so this doesn't happen every other year like uh, some of the other trips. Uh, but definitely we'll look forward uh, to getting out there uh, one of these these days in the future. So um, before I'm going to open up the, the number, uh, 914-338-1694, if anyone wants to call in, 
and chat. Uh, you're waiting to talk a little bit of Wisconsin uh, football in a few minutes, um, but you can call in at 914-338-1694 if you have anything to chat about regarding uh, Rutgers or some of the things uh, that you saw that would have liked to have seen different. And uh, I think this is, again, a game that you kind of just got to chalk away, forget about it very quickly, and and just remember that, uh, you know, Ohio State is Ohio State, and they are the national champs. And uh, also on top of that, they just stylistically are always going to be a problem for Rutgers who has yet to figure out the spread um, offense that are out. And, yeah, here's a team uh, that has tremendous talents and a tremendous quarterback, and that's always been an issue uh, an athletic quarterback who runs a kind of offense. So uh, I think they need to just put this behind. Now, Wisconsin kind of runs a little bit more of a uh, I'm just going to run it down your throat type of offense, which historically is actually better for the Rutgers uh, defense, um, except for the fact that they will actually just do what they say and run it down your throat. So, uh, you know, last season it was one of the more painful games to watch in person. Uh, that that thirty nothing game in that basically was just you know what's the saying death by a thousand uh, needles or whatever it may be but uh, it was uh, not particularly the best quarterback play you see I mean it was run for five yards run for five yards uh, uh, run for five yards incomplete pass run for five yards and run for six yards and run for twenty yards incomplete pass run for yeah it, it was just uh, a beat down and a wear you down type of mentality. So, uh, I, you know, one of the uglier games that I've seen was in last year's loss to Wisconsin. So, uh, Scarlet Knights, you know, obviously know what they have to expect, and uh, they will, you know, be out there. And uh, uh, while the offensive line has done well running the ball this year, uh, you know, they will have to do that again and, and not get into uh, one, two, three and outs or, or uh, otherwise, you know, um, you have to have an opportunity to, to put some points up against uh, a team like the Badgers. Now, the Badgers, uh, you know, I mentioned about the quarterback play and, uh, you know, they, they, I'll be interested to find out a little bit about um, the thoughts of, of, you know, Badger Nation is, uh, you know, I, I watched Joel Stavin. Uh, yeah, I would, you know, this year he's he's a little bit over sixty percent. Uh, you know, eight to five touchdown ratio. Um, you know, the backup Bard Houston looked pretty good, and and a kid, uh, you know, looks like he'd be more the passing type of quarterback. Uh, so you know, we'll see um, if there's potentially, uh, you know, any any quarterback uh, controversy brewing. But, uh, you know, the offense still obviously, you know, goes on, on running the ball. Um, and, you know, if Corey Clemens has been banged up this year. The New Jersey guy was the guy who was expected uh, to have led uh, the team out. Uh, but, you know, it's going to be a steady diet of running and, and moving the ball along. Um, the quarterback play particularly won't be as tight as you expect uh, from a team like this. And we saw really viral game. They struggle uh, offensively. Uh, and uh, it will be a great opportunity for Rutgers really uh, to, if they're going to score, to get out there 
um, and get out there early uh, and do that. Now, for the number, again, looking to uh, get out, it's 914-338-1694. And I want to also get someone's, uh, it's a good idea when I had Shannon on to chat a little bit about road trips. And I think I want to do a show on just road trips, get people's idea of uh, some of the funner trips that they had. I mean, one of the best things about being in the uh, the Big Ten is uh, the opportunity to come out and see these new stadiums and and, and some of the best in the uh, 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 you know that's out there. And uh, you have Michigan this year, uh, obviously Penn State, which was great, um, and also. Uh, Wisconsin. I mean, you know, these are really when you start to think of some of the programs that are out there, some of the best uh, stadiums that are out there to visit. So, uh, if I made the pitch the Penn State trip uh, this year, and uh, I might try to make out Michigan. So, you know, get an opportunity. I've been to Michigan before, but this would be obviously for Rutgers. Uh, you know, we'd like to. Maybe at the end of the year, get together with some people and get their uh, compare notes on on you know what were some of the experiences that we had, uh, you know, for those who went to Nebraska last year, those who went to Ohio State last year, uh, you know, again some of the, the top venues that are out there. Uh, and, uh, you know, Rutgers is gonna, you know, it's the good thing about being in this conference. Not to mention some out of conference games that they have in the future. There will be trips out to uh, to UCLA. Uh, you know, really not the same in Miami, but they will be making that trip uh, and an opportunity to, to just get around the nation and, and see a lot of these storied college uh, football atmospheres. So, again, anyone wants to ring in, 914-338-1694. This is Are You Fan Jerry. Again, you can find me at Are You Fan Jerry on Twitter. And, uh, you know, in a couple of weeks, we'll also get an opportunity to get back at the recruiting angle. Uh, I want to wait after a couple of weeks really to see where Rutgers is after that Nebraska game. Uh, you know, like I said, I think, uh, you know, Ohio State, most people were not expecting Rutgers to win. Uh, they lose this game against Wisconsin. I think, again, still Wisconsin. Uh, but I believe uh, they will be a... a sense of optimism with the kind of season that Nebraska's having that they, if they was going to be able to pull a game, that's the game. Uh, and uh, before that happens, obviously, it's Michigan, so it will be big time in, once Nebraska comes, in November comes, the, the opportunity to see what's out there and, and recruits will start their high school season, start to end. You get out there, they start, you know, getting calls from other programs, uh, the negative recruiting starts. So definitely we'll start to pay a little more attention to what's going on with the recruiting angles and seeing what's there. Uh, and really the perspective of trying not to happen what happened a couple of years ago. When the Rutgers was in 2012, that year in the AAC, and had a really good recruiting class. And it was you know, I just felt to this day, they just did a poor job of of, of just not getting either of these kids and saying, "Look, uh, you know, it's we have a having a bad season right now. 
because of X and Y, and let's talk about that. But because of you, we're going to be able to succeed and do well in the Big Ten. And, uh, you know, a lot of those players, obviously, you know, would have been uh, key parts of this team right now. Uh, and, uh, you know, Rutgers did a good job of recouping and probably pulling in some players for them. But, uh, you know, it was a situation that they can't have. Them. Again, because what happens is you feel it down the line in two or three years. So, can have these kind of reading classes where you miss on so many and so many. So uh, we'll keep track of what's going on there. But again, number nine four three three eight three four three four. I'm going to keep it open off for more minutes, and then we'll wrap the show up. Ahead to uh, catching up next week um, and, and doing this game. So again, for this remaining part of the schedule, what this would be Wisconsin. Got Michigan November seventh. That game has yet to be announced in terms of the uh, timing. They're using the six day window for that game, and uh, my prediction is probably a noon start, uh, but it could be anything. And then after that, uh, Nebraska November fourteenth. Um, also a TBA. Uh, probably looking at noon or three thirty, and then. At Army, trip uh, a noon game on the 21st before uh, coming back and hosting uh, Maryland to end the season in what's kind of, uh, I guess, being put together as a, uh, a rivalry game. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk again next week. Uh, we'll talk uh, after that, probably uh, Wednesday or Thursday. This is RU Fan Jerry, and appreciate uh, everyone listening, and uh, we'll talk in a week. Thanks, guys.